Thank you. It is so great to be up here and opportunity to speak to you. Thanks, Josh. Can we just uh, give it up for this man right here? What a treasure he is. Okay, so I know it's, it's almost break, but I just want you to be with me. Are you with me still? Okay. Don't leave the building until you leave the building, all right? <laughs> okay? Because we got something good today. I believe that the Holy Spirit has really put a word on my heart. I've been studying this for a long time. And um, I really believe that God wants us to hear this today. So can I just encourage you in the Lord today? Anybody need to be encouraged in the Lord? Amen. So today, um, uh, I want to talk to you about living by the Spirit. And I know that we have talked a lot about the Holy Spirit, and I think we should be talking a lot about the Holy Spirit, uh, especially in our, the times that we're living in. But today I want to focus specifically on the importance of our prayer language, the importance of praying in tongues and speaking in tongues in our daily lives. Um, you know, Galatians 5.25 says, since we live by the Spirit... Because we're believers, we're living by the Spirit. Let us also walk in step with the Spirit. How many know that walking is something that you do every single day? And that word walking, you know, in this, in this society that we live in and the freedoms that we like to have and the freedoms that this society is calling for, this particular word where it says, let us also walk in the Spirit, is literally means to proceed in a row like a soldier. So picture yourself in the army and the, the, the armies are coming, are walking together in sync, doing what the general has asked them to do. Amen? And so it literally means to direct one's life. So when they say to let us also walk in step with the Spirit, it means to let the Spirit direct your life. Okay? So do you have that picture of my parents that you could put up? This is my mom and dad. And um, my mom passed away about 10 years ago. My dad just passed away about a couple months ago. Um, and I honor both of them. But I want to specifically talk to you about my mom today. She was a woman who lived by the Spirit. She was a very godly woman. She had a great heritage, but her individual personal life was spent living by the Spirit. And let me tell you what I saw in my mom and what changed me forever was that every morning when I would come out growing up, I cannot remember a morning that my mom was not sitting on the couch with her Bible in her hand. I could hear her praying in the Spirit every more, even Saturdays, every morning my mom was calling out to God, praying in the Spirit, ministering unto the Spirit. Every, think about that, every morning. It was so impacting to my own heart that I remember it every day and I follow the same instructions that my mom didn't tell me, but she showed me. She showed me, and I saw the results of that in her life, and it made me desire to know 
and have the relationship that she had with the Holy Spirit. And so I've been a believer since I was seven years old. Um, I got saved in Sunday school, Mrs. Logan's class. I remember second grade, I remember the dress. I remember the bun that she had in her hair because you remember all those, well, you don't remember because you guys weren't even born. Um, They all seem to be older and have buns. And so they were just like old school Christian women and and Christian men didn't have buns, but now now guys have buns. But, um, (laughs) But I remember getting saved and I think... I think I may have gotten a candy bar for asking Jesus into my heart. I don't know if they still do that, but hey, man, whatever incentive works, right? I also remember when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was at kids' camp. Anybody go to kids' camp growing up? It was at kids' camp, and I may have been, I don't know, eight or nine now. I remember kneeling on the bales of hay because this was like, This was hardcore camp, not like the camps y'all go to now. I mean, you guys have concrete, you have beds, you have hotel rooms. Like, we were in, we were in the woods, and we had a barn that we met in, and we, we knelt at the altar, and the altar was literally hay, bales. And when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I didn't really know what it was for, really. I just knew that we all had to have it. That's what they preach. We all had to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know now if they preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit in youth camp and kids camp, but there is not one um, youth camp or one kids camp that I remember not being um, at the altar, receiving the baptism, kids receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was the focal point. But I really didn't know what it meant, but I just knew that I needed to have it, and, and, or at least that's what they said. So I was down there because I wanted what my mom had, and so I really wish they would have taught me how to utilize the power that lies within the baptism of the Holy Spirit and for the use of it, whatever the intended purpose was for my life. And it wouldn't be until much later in my life that I would begin to truly understand that speaking in tongues and speaking in my prayer language, I'm teaching you here this morning, so, so stay with me. In my prayer language is essential for my spiritual life. It's essential, friends. It's absolutely necessary, not just for church or not just during my prayer time or during the worship time here in chapel, but it is to be an ongoing practice an ongoing practice in our lives to keep our spirits strong, okay? So put up that scripture in Jude chapter 1, because there's only one chapter in Jude. Starting in verse 17, I'm using the ESV version, it says this, but you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the spirit. But you, beloved, building yourself up or edifying yourself is the word. In your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. 
The passion version of that scripture on in verse 20 and 21 says this, but you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly, say constantly, and progressively build yourselves up or edify yourselves up, up on the foundation of the most holy faith by praying every moment, say every moment, in the spirit. Fasten your hearts to the love of God and receive the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ who gives us eternal life. Now, there is a continualness. I just made that word up, but I can do that because I have the mic. There is a continualness about this life in the Holy Spirit that we, I believe, many don't fail to understand. And maybe we, we know it in our minds, but maybe we don't understand it, how it's played out in our lives, and we don't practice it. And I'm challenging you this morning as we get ready to go on our fall break that there is a new level. It's called level up. We're going to level up in our spiritual walk, in this continualness of the Holy Spirit. The importance of continually building yourself up or edifying, that word edification comes from the word edifice, which means a massive, magnificent building. So when you pray in the Spirit or you pray in tongues, you are actually erecting a superstructure a divine operation like a headquarters, so to speak, on the inside of your spirit to house the anointing of God. You're building a strong structure, an edifice, a traf air traffic control type of thing that will house the anointing of God and it will qualify you for your divine calling. Now, we're all trying to discover what our calling is. That's why we're here. Maybe we know what ultimately we want to do and what is the big answer um, for life. But how many know that there's a call on our lives for this day, okay? For this moment, there is a mission that has to be accomplished in each one of our lives every single day for us to be able to fulfill and prepare for what God has for us ultimately. Now, praying in the Spirit is not like some magical like charge like like the, like God just goes and now that's what it is that's not it can be like that and you may have felt that in in the past or recently like suddenly the anointing just manifests itself and you're walking by and your shadow like Peter, I think it was, and you, your shadow, like blind eyes open, you know, the dead are raised, the lepers are set free and healed, like just because you walk by as you're empowered in the spirit. That's not exactly what it's like. It can be like that, but there's so much more because the Holy Spirit desi desires this intimate, continuous interaction it's an interaction. The Holy Spirit wants from us a continual interaction, an active relationship, a friendship, if you will, where you and I are speaking to one another, sitting at a table. We're actively interacting. Praying in tongues is what the Holy Spirit gave us to be able to continually interact 
with him. It's like our superpower. It really is. It's our superpower. And it and it's a process that the Holy Spirit takes us as we pray in the Spirit. We have to go through the edification process because it builds our faith on a daily basis. It protects our heart. It removes the doubts. It keeps us focused on where God is taking us. It helps to eliminate those fleshly desires and the issues that block the manifesting of his power of the Holy Spirit through us so that we are ready. Come on, somebody. We are ready in the moment for whatever the Holy Spirit has for us to do or directs us for us to do or what to say in the moment, not just in the chapel, not just in church, but in your Tuesday at class. How many know that, that the Holy Spirit is present in your psychology class? I know you may question that, but he is. He's present there. So there's a flow to the Holy Spirit. There's a rhythm, if you will, to the Holy Spirit. It talks about it in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, that says, for in him we live and we move and we have our being. There's a flow to God's interaction with us. So that tells me that nowhere, no matter where I am, the Bible says that I'm in him because in him we live and move. No matter what I'm dealing with at the moment, I am in him. No matter what challenges I am facing, I am in him. No matter what test is right in front of you, you are in him. He is present with you. There's an interaction that's taking place. There's a flow that the Holy Spirit moves in. That if we are led by the Spirit and if we live by the Spirit, it requires us to get in flow with the Holy Spirit. And it's really staying in the presence of God always. And I'm telling you, it's possible. It's possible to always be in the Holy Spirit, just like John was in the Spirit on Patmos. doesn't matter what's happening around you. You could be in the Spirit. So there's a difference between visitation and habitation. We're really used to visitation with the Holy Spirit. We, we, go to church and and we are there in the spirit or maybe we do our devotions and then what we do is we we put we're in the spirit and then we put down our bible we put down our pen and our journal and we put down god and then we go about our day and do what we need to do that's called visitation but jesus god the holy spirit they they command us to habitate to have habitation and it has to do with awareness It has to do with being aware of his presence. And I'm praying that the body of Christ now in this moment will have a much greater awareness of the working of the Holy Spirit and the interaction of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have to have it. It's coming down to that line where you just can't kind of just go through the motions, but we have to have a powerful interaction with the Holy Spirit. Because we know that Jesus is always with us. We know that. We've learned that. We probably memorized that scripture. He never leaves us or forsakes us. But there is an awareness of his presence. There is a working and a talking and an interaction and a revealing and a showing and a, and a direction giving of the Holy Spirit relationship that he desires. God desires habitation. He requires it. And that means to make your abode or to be settled in to live in. The Bible says, occupy till I come. So I am occupying his presence. Can I get an amen? 
We are to occupy his presence. 1 Corinthians 14.4 says the one who speaks in tongues builds himself up. It's very clear. The one who speaks in tongues builds himself up. Now, let's recap a little bit here as we're almost done. Let's list some reasons why do we want to do this. Why do we want to do this? Why is it necessary for us to do this, to speak in tongues, to pray in the Spirit, to be walking down the street and be speaking in tongues as, under your breath as you're walking? Why do we want to do that? Well, first of all, because, well, God commands it. He gave us the instruction, and our job is to obey because, see, he knows what we need, amen? He knows what we need for, for the battle. It's already set up in the heavenlies. It's already been set up eternally. He's given us everything we need. He's given us every tool and every weapon that we need to walk through this. And that weapon, the main weapon that God uses through the power of the Holy Spirit that resides with us on this earth is speaking in tongues. So God commands us, the Bible says, Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And how many know, we probably studied it, it means be being filled, continually being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't end, it's continual. There's a continualness to it. Number two is that the devil hates it. And hey, if the devil hates it, I'm all for it. If the devil doesn't like what I'm doing, then I'm going to do it. Amen? Because he doesn't know what I'm doing when I pray in the Spirit. So I can imagine that he is dispatching, trying to figure out where to dispatch the demons to try to cause chaos to what I am praying, but he can't do it because I am in the heavenlies and I am praying in the holy of holies. He can't get to me and he can't understand what I'm saying. So the devil hates it and the only thing that he knows to do is to try to keep me from doing it. And he does that through the distractions of this world. He does that through the distractions of the worry and the anxiety that we feel even today, the being overwhelmed with what's going on around you, being um, uh, removing your focus off of the eternal and onto the natural. We have to be so committed because if you're praying in the spirit and you're settled in that massive, majestic building that we've been setting up, that edifice of being edified in the Spirit, how many know that the enemy's not going to be able to knock you off your platform? He's not going to be able to cause you to stumble. Number three is, it lets the Holy Spirit pray past my mind. Can I get an amen? Because somebody tell me. I'm telling you, thank you, Lord, because how many know our minds are a mess? On any given moment, our minds can be up, they can be down. We are taught thinking about everything that's going on. Some of my prayers in the last couple of years, I just have to tell you, have not been that holy. I have prayed things that the Holy Spirit has had to convict me, like, take them out, God. I am so mad at that leader. Just take them out. God, just, you, you know, like David used to pray. And my girlfriend told me, she goes, Karen, you probably shouldn't be praying death sentences over people. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Let's pray for their salvation instead. But it prays just past my own understanding, and it prays past my own uh, mind and the thoughts that I have. And what it does is it, it, it enables me to pray the mind of Christ. 
I don't know what I'm praying, but I know that the Holy Spirit knows what I need to be praying. And so he uses that language to pray through me, and I am praying the very will of God when I pray in the Spirit. And then it keeps me from being dominated by my flesh when I'm continually praying in the Spirit. To be filled with the Holy Spirit means to be dominated by spirit thinking and dominated by spirit feeling. There's that, those senses that, 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 the, that the emotions that the enemy works on, but the Holy Spirit works on. What does that look like? So when I wake up in the morning and I feel unsure or I feel a little angry or maybe I'm filled with anxiety or being overwhelmed or I'm fearful, I immediate, my immediate response is to begin to pray in tongues. My immediate response is to get into the spirit and I use my prayer language. It changes me, ladies and gentlemen. It will strengthen you. It's a sure deal. It will help you. It will cause you to grow more than you have ever grown. And it will give you a stable foundation that you need for every moment of every day. It's a continual interaction and relationship with the Holy Spirit. And number four is that it opens heaven to reveal the word of God to this earth. We are praying the will of God when we pray in tongues. If we could have the, yeah. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says this as we end. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word, he says, because he is not speaking to people but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. That's powerful. So when you pray in tongues, there's an open heaven over you, friends. And it reveals the mysteries of God. It illuminates the wisdom of God. It activates the power of God in your life. And it speaks the revelation of God. That's what happens when you pray in tongues. So that's why the Holy Spirit wants a continual interaction. Because you are literally walking around with the atmosphere of heaven. You've got the wisdom of God for that moment when someone asks you a question. Or maybe you're trying, you're going through your test and you've done your study, but you can't think of it. But the Holy Spirit can reveal what you have learned in that moment because you're praying in the Spirit. The revelation that you need for that person's life as you're working or wherever you're at will be there because it will be an instant thing because of your continual interaction. There's so much power in praying in the Spirit. And, you know, I think that the enemy has tried to, so hard to get the body of Christ and the church away from preaching about it because he doesn't want the body of Christ to be empowered because he knows he can't break through that edifice. He can't break through that. So let's all stand together. I want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you this morning. In fact, I want to practice today. So come on down to the altar. I want everybody to come down. We're just going to take a few minutes. I'm not going to make you late for your break. Not going to make you late for fall break. But we're going to practice praying in the Spirit. And if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to, be, to begin, continue um, in earnest to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because it's a free gift that God has given you. But if you know the... If you know... 
um, how to pray in tongues. I want you to close your eyes right now as the music begins to play. And I, I just want you to begin to pray in tongues. Come on, you don't have to have a reason. You are just going to build yourself up. Come on, raise your hands, close your eyes. You're all looking at me like, what in the heck? Raise your hands. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just raise your hands and begin to worship. Come on, we are practicing the presence of the Holy Spirit. Pray it, speak it, let yourself hear it. Pray, the, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Pray in the Spirit. Lord, baptize. Holy Spirit, come. We have honored you in this place. Your presence is here. Blow through this place like a wind. Lord, rain upon us in your, the water of your spirit. Fill us, God. Fill us, God. Lord, we edify ourselves in you right now. Come on, open your hearts. Open your mouths. Open your spirits to receive from the Lord this morning as we get ready to go. Move, Holy Spirit. Move in this place. This is you and God talking to one another. You and the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill us, God. Fill us, Lord God. Come on. Come on, Terry, just for a minute. Terry, just for a minute. Keep going. Keep going. You're building yourself up. This is for you. This is for you in your own spirit to strengthen you, to encourage you, to build yourself in the Holy Spirit. It will never forsake. It will never fail you. It will only strengthen you, and it will only make you better. In Jesus' name. Come on, just a minute longer. Just a minute longer. Pray. Pray, cry out to God. He had a bashotolobasa. Come on, Hallelujah. He had a basso cotolobasha. Tadadadadabasi. Handadadadabasso cotobashiti asandadadabakai. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. He had a basso cotobashi. Holy Spirit, I pray. Holy Kiarabasandadabashi. I pray that you would fill each and every one of these kids. Each and every one of these students for the, this time and this moment, God, we need more of you. We need the power of your Holy Spirit working in our lives. We need our prayer language. We want to interact. So, God, we say fall upon us. Come upon us. Holy Spirit, move in us. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah.